Okay. Are you ready to get back at this? Welcome, everybody, to the Hot Podcast. Blah, 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 blah. I am your co-host, Holly Villanueva. That's not how we're going to start this. Oh, I'm not my handsome host, Chris <laughs> 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 See? We're changing it up. We've been gone too long. <laughs> You're changing it up, I thought. No. Welcome, everybody, to the Ville House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, who tried to pull some identity theft, Holly <laughs> Nicole Villanueva. Hello. What's up, babes? Hello. Yeah, see? <laughs> God dang, we're rusty. We've been gone for too long. Yes. Two, uh, three is it three weeks? Two this weeks? This is the third week, so we're late on the third week. We're late on third and week. And skip two weeks. We did skip two weeks. Yeah. Not on purpose. Sort of on purpose. It was a both. We'll call it a both. Because we're lazy assholes. We have <laughs> just been crazy. Yeah, it's an excuse. Like, we yeah. could have done it. We it's just... not an excuse. We say it all the time. We're busy as shit. And we are. Could we have found time? To put out the podcast? Absolutely. It just got ahead of us. And then, yeah, we just got wrapped up in all the other shit that we have going on. We're like, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it later. And we kept on pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. And we caught some heat for it. So now we're actually doing it and we're back. You, um, so the first week, yes. Like, I'm, it's all excuses, but I'm going to, like, give you our excuses anyway. And you can just skip forward if you don't want to listen to them. But the first week we didn't put one out is because you went out of town that Sunday I and did. you were gone for the whole week. I went to Mississippi. Yeah. Crooked letter, crooked letter. And but, I... Um, it was like a a very short notice training that you went on. You left on Sunday um, and you were meeting us in Dallas on the way back for gymnastics competition and for Dallas's birthday. Um, like our daughter, not the city's birthday. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you just didn't have room in your carry-on to take everything. You couldn't check a bag because you were getting off the plane early. It was just a whole mess. But um, there was just no, there was literally no way for us to put one out that week. Yeah. And then I was going to do a podcast with my buddy because he has his own podcast. And uh, there just wasn't enough time. Um, in training? Yeah. While you were there? We couldn't find a, a time. Although we did get together, we couldn't find a time to like... He has a legit podcast studio, so we couldn't find the time to, like, get over there and knock out a podcast while everything else was going on. Yeah. So, that's excuse number one. And then the second week, we just didn't do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think we were just lazy from not doing it the week before while you were gone. Yeah. Then we went to Dallas. We stayed at Great Wolf Lodge, if you guys haven't been there. It's a fun place. They're all over the United States. It's pretty awesome. It's an indoor water park. Wildly expensive, unnecessarily. It's a hotel with an indoor water park. Yep. And some magic game that the kids can play. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a cute, like, it's a cute vacation, but not something you can do a lot. Um, but, yeah, they have, like, room, like, a, it's a hotel, and they have restaurants and, um, like, gift shops, all these things. And they also have... Um, it's called a quest, so you get your kids these wands, which also cost money. And they do this quest. Um, basically, they run through the hotel, and they have, like, clues in this pamphlet. <laughs> and they go on these little miniature quests to gather runes. And once they have so many runes, they become, like, a magi and a master magi and yeah. all these things. So it just really keeps them running up and down stairs for hours at a time. It wears them out. And, and them all the parents are like heavy breathing and dying. Yes. <laughs> but it's uh, it's definitely a good time. So after that, we came back and then basically life took hold again, trying to normalize. Yeah. Life's going crazy. I'm, I feel a little overwhelmed with everything that's going on. I'm in the middle of a fucking master's class. You've got your PhD class. Um, and then with everything that's going on with work and then the moving that we've been doing, which we can talk about in a little bit, but just like all of it combined along with all the gymnastic stuff and all the travel, it's become a lot yes. and I, yeah, there's no other way to put it, but it's been overwhelming quite a bit. Like this first quarter of this year has just been fucking hectic and I'm feeling it and I can't wait till my class ends 
I'm not gonna lie, I'll probably procrastinate and wait a long time until I take the next class because it was so bad. Um, and I pretty much, me personally, have become like derailed from a lot of the shit that I do to keep myself uh, sane, yeah, or feeling good or whatever. And like, I've been noticing it, and it's just like time to get back. And part of that is is doing the podcast. And so, mm-hmm. like, with being overwhelmed, I just kept on pushing it off and that was my excuse well i'm not gonna do it because of this yeah it's just like you said this first quarter it's been a grind for sure um but like we have time but in the the very short stints of time where we have nothing going on like we don't want to add more things yeah (laughs) and the podcast i don't want to say it became a burden but it was almost like we were having to talk ourselves into doing it and that wasn't the intent when we started it like we i would say we lost motivation to like put out the content that we wanted to and so we were kind of like spur of the moment like hey what can we talk about real fast to put a podcast out so yeah which i mean those are usually fun to do but yeah like the fat the past few weeks it felt like an obligation as opposed to like something that we got to do which for the most part has the podcast has always been like an escape or something fun to do uh, when we do it in the past few weeks it just it hadn't felt like that yeah um and it's funny i t- i talked to 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 belford about it and he asked me a few questions about the podcast and kind of like what we were doing with it and uh like there's no intention to ever stop this podcast for whatever reason um but he also asked me, like, what's your way forward and what's your vision for the podcast? And to be honest, just because I'm not, like, a forward thinker like that, uh, I, I couldn't, like, honestly answer him. Like, I don't know. I just want to keep on doing the podcast. Like, it'd be nice if this thing blew up to, like, Joe Rogan levels. But at at its core, it's just, like, something awesome that we get to do. Yeah. And then later on, we get to listen to that if we so choose. Um, or, like people get to know us more um maybe we're insightful in some cases other times we're just fucking rambling and and bullshitting um but other people get to know us that maybe don't really know us that well but want to or like the kids in the future they can listen to the podcast and be like oh shit that was my dad it's like oh that's how he felt about that or like oh that's my mom and oh that's what she was talking that's what she meant this entire time (laughs) and and shit like that so those are like the good aspects of it but then uh, because Belford, he's like a, like a real planner and he gets into the weeds. He gets into the details of stuff. Like when he started his podcast, like he was researching everything and he got everything set up and then boom, he launched as opposed to like when we did it, I was just like, Hey, I bought some equipment because I think it, we can start a podcast. And then we, we did it like the, the week the equipment made, we did our first podcast. Like I, I couldn't even figure I couldn't remember how to work the mixer. I couldn't get it to talk to the computer and no, no, no. But we just did it. And then week after week after that, it was just podcast after podcast. And then little by little, it was growing and growing. And then we were getting guests. And so all that to say is like, I'm going to start put, I'm going to put more effort into the future of this podcast. Which Um, I mean, I do. I will like, I've said on here before, but like I find it difficult to go back and listen to the podcasts after we do them. I know you do. You always go back and listen to them. Um, I just don't want to hear myself talk like over the radio in my car. I'd rather be like listening to a book or like a different podcast. that's not me. Um, And also I know what's going to happen in the podcast. So like, I know what's going to be said, the things we talk about. So I don't like to go back and listen to it. But every once in a while, a topic will come up at work, like we'll talk about, or not necessarily at work, but just in general, a topic will come up and I'll be like, oh, we did a podcast about that. Like, I wonder what my thoughts were <laughs> a year ago on this topic, you know? Yeah. And I'll go back and listen to it and, and see, like, how I felt about it. But I don't know. I just, I think that we could have, like, a stronger way ahead, but also I think we're at a time where it's it's going to be easier for us to lay out that groundwork. Like the kids' gymnastics season's almost over. They had their last meet in like two weeks yeah. before state. Like they'll compete at state. But before they go to state, they'll have their last gymnastics meet. And then we won't be traveling on the weekends. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, there's there's just been a lot of change in this first quarter of the year. So, um, I mean, I guess we can kind of like do a recap of what's happened in the first quarter for for all of our listeners that haven't listened in a while and the new ones. Uh, I, I don't remember all the change, but one of the big ones is <laughs> so you can fill in the gaps. But like one of the big ones is us uh, selling our house and then moving to a rental house which is that that's usually that was our plan whenever we got here it's like hey we'll buy a house and then either six months to a year out we'll sell it so that we don't have to worry about uh trying to sell our house as quickly as possible before we move to our next location right which we're in the military so every three to four years we're on the move right sometimes it's every two years or whatever maybe even longer but typically three to four years so this one was a hard four years. Not not that it was a difficult four years, but like the four years it was at a this set location. Four years, yeah. Like they weren't going anywhere before or after that. Uh so we're we just we're about to hit the three year mark. Mm-hmm. The prices on houses is like it's a seller's market, right? So I've been telling you for months, like let's sell the house, and then yeah. you you finally like bit. It's like all right, let's let's sell the house and. Well, that's what we did. So we wanted we we sold the sold the house, or we're in the process of selling the house and moving into a rental home. So that everybody knows is not fucking easy, mm-hmm. and um, it's a huge change, right? Like we noticed it. I think we noticed the most in this m- moving within the city from our from the house that we sold to the rental house. Like the kids are still adjusting to this place. And then the pets, big time, were like, yeah, it, they were they were freaking out. That was uh, that's the worst experience we've had to date with with, the pets. with moving pets. Yeah. Um, and, and I won't go into detail on what happened, but it was just a fucking hassle. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it was bad. Yeah. So, like, kind of just to talk about everything that you just touched on, but you had been for a while saying like, let's sell the house. So for those of you who like aren't homeowners or who are homeowners and haven't like been paying attention to the seller or to like the housing market. So basically the housing market was pretty steady state. Like there wasn't any giant influxes or like crashes. It was just pretty steady state for a few years. Um, and then the market just skyrocketed. Like housing went up significantly. Property taxes went up significantly. There was a lot of... Um, equity put into homes just based on like the housing market and I'm not like smart financially on any of this so I'm just like basically given the broad brush strokes here but um when the market went up really high naturally interest rates went up really high and if you've never owned a home like your interest rate is critical to how much you will be paying toward your mortgage monthly. Um, And you can't really change it without refinancing your home. And then you have to pay closing costs again. It's a whole nightmare, really. So basically, the interest rates were really high. The market was really high. So our house gained a lot of equity very rapidly. And you immediately wanted to sell. You're like, let's put this bad boy (laughs) on the market. Hell yeah. (laughs) So at the time, you were still an E6. And I'm an E6. So when we were moving into a rental property, we were moving into base housing, which is like on base, but not base kind of situation. Um, And for NCOs, which is E5 or E6, um, the wait for housing is anywhere from nine to 14 months, which is significant amount of time. (laughs) Like we would be ready to PCS by the time we would have got one of those houses. Um, And I am not in any agreement with this. So like, don't come at me. I'm just stating the facts right now. Um, but then when you put on E7, we started talking about it. Interest rates on homes started going down. So houses started selling quick. Like they were selling before they could hit the market. Um, and then when you put on E7, I called again. I was like, hey, my husband's an E7. I'm an E6. Like what's the process for this? And they were like, oh, like you guys can move in next week. Like we have a rental property available for a senior NCO really fast. So that cut our wait time from nine to 14 months to like a week. So we accepted the home, put our house on the market and um, it's under contract now, but that process of moving is pretty difficult. And then um, just 
I don't want to say we're like proud people because I don't think that's accurate, but we also don't like to unnecessarily like burden people. So we did all the moving ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So and, we, and people offered, like our yeah. friends were offering, like, oh, let me help you in this and that, but I don't know. I feel like uh, I'm being a burden when I accept yes. someone's help. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not accurate. Like I know people would have willingly helped us and it wouldn't have been an issue, but um, we moved our whole house by ourselves across the city um, in like two days with a U-Haul. And I got the bruises to show it. Like <laughs> my body is sore. We just have so much stuff. And I know you guys have heard us talk about it in the mini podcast that we did about 75 hard, but we have like a full ass gym in our garage, like thousands and thousands of pounds of stuff. And I mean, it was just, but that wasn't even the hard part. I, I think out of the entire move that we did, um, the gym was probably like the easiest part because so we backed up the truck to the driveway and it backs up into the garage. So you just load the truck. It was just heavy things. It was heavy thing, but it was easy to move. And then like when we got here, we just unloaded it right into the garage as opposed to like when you do bedrooms. That that was like the hardest. So like the heavy ass dresses that we have because the ones that we have they're really freaking old, so they're made with like solid wood. It, yeah. Oak, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um Things like cherry. Yeah. Or yeah. like they're old, but they're sturdy. And so those things, you have to take a sledgehammer multiple times to break them suckers. <laughs> um, but so, so they're super fucking heavy and trying to get those up the stairs and the way these houses are set up, the way my bank account is set up, uh, <laughs> the way these houses are set up is like the stairs, they, they go up to a landing and then they turn around and go to another. Yeah. It's like landing. a a Z. Yeah. Uh, so if you're taking a dresser or anything that's like, not shaped for for like tight turns like that it makes it super fucking hard one you're already going up steps with a odd object that's super heavy and then you gotta finagle it to get it around this fucking tight turn to get it into your room and then you got to get it through the small ass doorway of your room or whatever and you're talking like big dressers king size beds like it's a lot and in the house that we're moving from all the bedrooms were downstairs except Braylon. Braylon's room was upstairs, but everybody else's room was downstairs. So moving it out of the house wasn't an issue, but when we got here, it was getting it into the house. Yes. And we have like microfiber reclining couches. And the love seat Stop hitting the mic. Sorry. <laughs> the love seat that reclines is also like rocking chairs. So, so they're just there's a lot of metal. They're just super heavy because of the metal, but the love seat itself, like the seats don't lock in place. They like move back and forth because they're rockers. Yeah. So it was just, uh, yeah. And we have so many pounds of books. It's absurd. I know you guys have heard us talk about books before, it's but a good problem to have. we have so many books. And so it's just like, like boxes and boxes and boxes. Of and books. I, and I've given a bunch away. Yes, and you have. So I, I've been slowly decreasing the amount of books that I have. I boiled it down to, I'm going to keep the books that like really had a huge impact on me. Mm-hmm. Not to say that yeah, there are plenty of books that I could I could have done without reading, but there are a lot of books that have made some sort of an impact uh, on my life, one way or another. But I'm only keeping the ones that are like I was like shit that changed my life big time. Yeah. So those kind of books, and there's a lot of them. It was funny, like one of the people I work with, because I have complained about how many books we have multiple times i want to say complain it's just like yeah i've complained like i've complained yes, about complained. it so uh, we were talking about it at work and i was like oh like if you need books to read just go to my house i have like nine million books there you can just it's like a fucking library just go pick a book and like take it with you um and a lot of the books there we have multiple copies of because you like to give people those books when it comes up in conversation which is fine like i'm not opposed to that but we were talking about it at work and I was like complaining about it as per usual. And someone was like, oh, well, you shouldn't have that many books left. Like your husband made an entire library at work. <laughs> and I was like, that's like buying an entire container of salt and taking out like three tiny pieces of salt and being like, you shouldn't have that much salt left in your container. <laughs> like there wasn't a lot of books that left my house. Humble brag. And they were <laughs> laughing at us. And they were like, oh, so you still have books. And I was like, so many books. <laughs> 
it's uh ha, i just love books like i have plenty of books that i haven't read whatsoever i just like i've maybe skimmed through it i've read the summary or i've heard about it so i have the book with plans of reading it or maybe i've even started it and i just haven't got through it um but i just like like knowing that those books are there readily available whenever i like decide okay i'm gonna read that book now or or the the other thing is is like giving the book away like I, i like to have it and being being able to give it to people one more thing that I don't think I've ever said it, but I heard I heard this quote, and I don't remember who said it. It was some celebrity, and they probably got it from somebody else. But, um, and I, I will say this: we don't have many people that come over to the house, but when they when we do have people over, I like people seeing all the books. Uh, it's kind of like showing off, although most people don't care about your books or any books whatsoever. Um, but it matters to me. But this person said this quote is like, um, when you're at somebody's house, I'm paraphrasing here, so I'm going to mess it up. When you're at somebody's house, um, don't judge them by the size of their TV. Judge them by the books on their shelf or the amount of books on their shelf or the size of the library. Something to that effect. I don't even know if it was judging, but it's like um, you can tell – uh, a lot about a person uh, by the books that they have or what kind of books or even if they have any books and there's a lot more to a person than, than books right but I, I've always kept that in my mind and I was like that's why I like having like the, the books out in the open in the living room or wherever else instead of tucked away in an office or something um, I used to think about that, about that a lot um, so that's one of the other reasons I like having a lot of books they're just like, there are some books that, I know we're like on a tangent here and we'll like stop talking about books in a minute to get back on like what's going on in our Talk life. Talk about books but, all day, son. Um, there are some books that like you've either bought for yourself or I've bought for you because it was on your Amazon wish list or something like that. But like the Tools of the Titans books, the other one that's like the same giant. Tribe of Mentors. Tribe of Mentors. I just can like see this one, the Supple Leopard. Yes. Um, those books were so expensive and they're so gigantic and I feel like you never like read them and that got me frustrated. Like the Supple Leopard one, I've never read cover and we to cover. Have two copies of it and that book's like $80. Yeah, but I never bought one like full price. I bought them from a thrift store and yeah. they're like in perfect com- condition. Like the Supple Leopard one is, I think it's like 50 bucks. Go to Rogue and they sell it for like 50 bucks, probably even more. I bought that fucker for like $2 or something like that at the thrift stores in Florida. That's another thing. I judge neighborhoods or like towns by the books in their thrift store. (laughs) Uh, That's a real thing. So like if you go to a thrift store, pretty much the only reason I like to go to thrift stores is to look at their books uh, because you get some steals. But if you just see it's a bunch of fucking Nora Roberts novels or or shit like that, then... Eh, uh, old lady community yes uh but if you see all these like self-help books or like all this all these lit great classics or literatures like there's some culture right that's i'm like super generalizing but anyways i do it and uh, but that supple leopard book it's a book by kelly starrett um and he published it years ago uh but pretty much it's like um it's a fitness book but I never read it cover to cover, but I did like skim through it. I got stretches out of it's it. It's like a textbook. You could. It would be very difficult to read that cover to cover. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of those books where you can just like, you might need to read like the intro um, and then. Just read the part that you needed right there. Yeah. And then start. It's, it's a reference book pretty much. That's what it is. It's a reference book. And that's what I've done with that book. Um, Tools of Titans is another one. It's a reference book. You can open up to any part of that book excuse me you can open up to any part of that book and pull out like good information on what you need i don't remember why i got that one for you and the other one but it was on your amazon wish list yes and they were expensive books too they are they're super expensive books. those <laughs> you yeah you actually bought um but yeah a lot of my books have come from from thrift stores, stores yeah unless like i can't wait or it's a brand new book that i've been anticipating like i'll buy it brand new but for the most part, all my books come from thrift stores or like one time 
I was on uh, what was I think it was Craigslist. I, might oh have been, gosh, it might have been one this. of the one of the other sites, maybe Facebook Marketplace. I don't know. But this was like back in like 2016. Uh, and then this person was like they were having a huge uh, estate sale or something like that. And there were like thousands of books. Uh, yours if you come and get them. So I pulled up and I was like, hey, can I take some of these books? He's like, yeah, sure. I mean, if you want them all, you can take them all. We're just trying to get rid of books. I was like, for real? Boom. I took every single your book that they had Your car was loaded down. Your trunk was full. Your back seat was full. <laughs> I was like, what? Like when you got home, I was like, what the hell are we going to do with all these? You're like, I have no idea what's here. I was like... <laughs> Oh my god! I, I was so frustrated that I day. I did it. So I didn't know what books. books. I just, I just took them all. Yeah, I threw them in the trunk in the back seat, and like when my car was just like, uh, it looked like a, a low rider because there were so many books, and I took them out one by one, and I stacked them up in the garage, and then uh, I took the ones that I wanted to keep, and then I got rid of the rest. Yeah. So I, I do. I love reading, and like you guys have heard me talk about, like. I've recent, not recently, I guess anymore, but I got into listening to audio books. And so, um, listen to a lot of books, like read a lot of books. And so one thing that does get me frustrated is when people try to like make you feel dumb for reading. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like that sounds yes. weird, but it's not as bad as it used to be. So but yes, like Another thing that has changed is like I recently got hired for a new job. We'll talk about that later. But in the job that I worked at, I shared an office with a staff sergeant and he was like a very big runner, like ran marathons, things like that, but also kind of into like the self-help thing like you are. So on his desk, he has like drawings from his son, a picture of him and his wife, and then a stack of books. And it was like the same shits that you have, like how to influence people, um, a bunch of hats book. I don't know. Like it was just a stack of like seven or eight books that sits on his desk. And people would always be like, what a fucking nerd. Like, why do you have books on your desk? And he's like, I like to read and I like these books. And every once in a while, I'll just like go find, like I'll think about something and I know it's in one of these books and I want to be able to find it in that book. And people would like come in our office and just like clown on him all the time for books. And I'm like, maybe you should read a damn book and you wouldn't <laughs> be so upset love. that he has books that happened to but me it would make uh, me frustrated in my office there was like a like a desk decorating contest and i had nothing on my desk and i usually never decorated my desk right maybe had a picture or two that's about it and then there was this desk decorating contest they're, they're like everybody has to participate i was like okay I, I will so i brought in my stuff i brought in like my rocky motivational quote i brought in one of my, my mti trophy and all this other shit and then I had a stack of books, and it was it was five books of that were like some of my favorites, or they had an impact. One one of them being The Count of Monte Cristo, which is my favorite book. And then uh, one of the other ones, it was Count of Monte Cristo, as a man thinketh. Uh, uh, I can't remember the other one, but uh, and then also there was uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And when I brought the stack of books in, like. I put it on my desk and organized it so it's like presentable. And right away, the first comment I got, they're like, "Oh, a stack of books, huh? nerd! What the hell? You don't have any friends? You want to win friends and influence people?" I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but I was like, "Yes, like, why are you? Yes, I do." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts, but I think we've said it on here before, but like. You don't realize how much shit you have until you have to move. Oh my gosh, yes. And you have so much, like, you realize you have so much stuff. And we have gotten rid of a lot of stuff. Like, mm. I'm putting stuff on the Facebook marketplace like crazy. Like, all this stuff. We're I just going get rid through. of shit. I just throw shit away. And Yeah, like, if it's something that can sell, like, I'll put it on the Facebook. Like, that little motorcycle that Dallas got for Christmas a few years ago, um, I put it on there. And within, like, 10 minutes, I had a bunch of offers on it. Um the carpet that was in the living room, like this house is carpeted, whereas our other house was all tile except the bedroom. So we had like a, an area rug in our um, living room. But there was just a bunch of, I don't even remember what all I was putting on the marketplace. Just, just a, a bunch, bunch of, of stuff. Shit. Yeah. And, and it's not like a lot, like 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there. But when it's like 20 bucks here or trash, I'll take the 20 bucks every time yeah. for the little bit of work that I have to put, put in. Um, but yeah, it's, 
so like you got promoted that was like the beginning of the year that was a big a big thing um i think you became flight chief like prior to the new year but yeah really like took off in your roles after the new year um what else uh i'm promotion eligible so been trying to like do all these things to get my name out there to hopefully promote or find out i got promoted in may um i had to interview well let's go back I applied for and did not get selected for a job early in the year because I was overqualified, which is real dumb, and I was super salty about that. That's the thing. Um, they were like, look, this is going to be detrimental to you if we hire you for this job. We would love to have you, but, like, on the flip side, like, we would just be hurting you by hiring you for this job. And I was like, how stupid is that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I'm glad it worked out that way because now I interviewed for a new job. Um Man, that interview was a wild ride. I was not prepared. So I got an email from the chief of our group, which is like, I don't know, corporate, I guess, would be like the equivalent. Um, And so I go to this interview, and they're like, hey, like, we just want to sit down and get to know you. Like, see if you jive well with the people who work here. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, no big deal. Get there. And then I'm going over like this where I've been state like pretty much recapping my career for these like the people who were interviewing me um telling about the family about me going to school all these things and then one of the people who were interviewing me were like okay since you will be taking my position I'm gonna throw out some scenarios that I've been through and just tell me how you would deal with it was not at all prepared like should I have known that's how the interview was going to go? I probably could have like forward thought some scenarios and kind of got myself in the right frame of reference. But I was like on the spot. So I'm like trying to be real with it. Like what would I really do? And like what is the Air Force answer of what I should say? So it was like kind of this blend of things. And um, I was super stressed out. But man, within like a few hours, they called me and they were like, you're hired. Um, we want you to start ASAP. So this week, we're on leave for the kids' spring break so we can spend some time with them and get everything moved over. Um, but when I go back to work on Monday, I'll be at the new job. Grinding. So it will be interesting. We'll see you next year. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be – my hours are going to be changing. They're going to be long hours. Um, but it will get me some exposure, show me some things that will definitely help me in my career. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, a lot of change. A lot of changes happened uh, in the past or this first quarter of the year for us. Yeah. It, to be honest, like a lot of changes happened to us since we've gotten here. Yeah, and it it just feels like one thing after another, and not unlike like I felt it before. I don't know. It's it's weird, uh, or maybe I'm just noticing it more. But it's just like thing after thing, and like major changes that you know like impact your life or whatever and it's just it's weird it they, there's been good there have been some bad um uh it's probably even now like the, the bad changes that have come along with the, all the good changes um but it's just like but in the good this, outweighs i would say like like that there is bad but as far as like career wise goes, I think the good outweighs the bad, even if it's equal. Like some of the bad in our life, like our personal life, is has been pretty strongly tough. But yeah, making it. So. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's like there's a bunch of transition and that we've been going through. Moving being one of them. Somebody was at our. Uh, our buddy, he was asking me, he's like, do you ever get, um, like, emotional about the moves like that? Um, and it's funny because I used to. But I told him, like, no, not anymore. Like, now I just see, like, houses as, or, like, cities or wherever we're at as temporary things. Whereas yeah. before, I used to get really, really attached to a place. Um, but uh, like midway through military career, it was like, no, it's just it's just a place. This is temporary because we're going to move on. Yeah. The next place that we go is going to be a little d- bit different because that could be the vi- the last duty station it that we have be or, or yeah. be, be in the military. Um, 
We could move on from there. I don't know. But so it's going to be strange to feel. Before the military, we moved twice. Once from my grandma's house into our own house. And then once when my mom sold the house. And then we got a new house. And those were like tough. They were tough moves emotionally because I was like really tied to both places that we moved from. Uh, I was like really invested. And I don't think I've been invested like that to a place aside from our first house in San Antonio. Yeah, that uh, was a tough one for me. Yeah. And um, I was really invested in that one and I was tied to it. Because, like, now, even when I go visit El Paso, I'll go drive by all the old places that I used to live, right? And then all the school. I don't know how many people do it. I do it all the freaking time. Every time I visit, I'll take a cruise through the old neighborhood. And uh, I do the same thing in San Antonio. Like, anytime I go to San Antonio, I cruise by, like, the place I used to work or some of the old places that we used to live. Especially the first house that we bought in San Antonio. So, back in 2012, we were a year married uh, we got to that new duty station and we bought our first home and like everything. I don't think we had been married a year yet. I think we turned. Yeah, it wasn't even a year. Yeah. So we were newlyweds and we bought that home, but that was like the start of everything almost. That's where we made our family, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were, we, we were both NCOs there. We started living together. Like we had. It was in our name together, right? Yeah. Um, it was our first house. Um, and then we had Elena. We had Dallas. Michael uh, eventually moved in with us. So it was like everything happened there. And when it was time to go, it was kind of – it yeah, was emotionally tough. That one was a hard one for me. And that one was the place where I first um, – I first made friends at a place where it was hard for me to leave, um, where like I felt connected. So when I was in Vegas, like I didn't have friends that weren't in the military. Like, and I lived there for long, but I had no friends who were like just civilians in Vegas that like had no affiliation with the military whatsoever. Um, In San Antonio, I built bonds with people who were like no affiliation to the military whatsoever, who I'm still in contact with now. Like, literally a decade later um and that was the place where i was like man it'll be a hard move when we went to florida um we built bonds with people there who had no affiliation to the military but we met them through like the gym and ultimately somehow they tied back to like being in the air force (laughs) yeah whether it was like like some of our really good friends ended up being like the top realtor for military cup couples or military families who moved there um, a lot of people one spouse was civilian the other spouse was in the military but um, San Antonio was really the crux of like <coughs> bless you thank you I would say like where we I don't want to say built our family because our family like we were already a family but like where our family really came full circle and where we like it felt like home and for a long time when I thought about like where is our home I would always think back to San Antonio I don't feel that way anymore but yeah yeah it was like that for a while for me yeah that was one of those things where it's like it's it's all temporary until we decide like hey this is the place yeah but yeah it was the same way San Antonio felt felt like home because it's where we started everything and we spent the whole four years it doesn't seem like a long time but a lot happened like in those four years it was like an amazing and very rough four years yeah (laughs) so Yeah. yeah and then so right now we're at three years here in San Angelo and it's like it's almost like it's the same thing the four years that we'll have spent we still have another year to go but the four years that we'll ultimately do here has been just as much eventful as like the four years that we did in San Antonio where just so much happened in just the four year span yeah it's um if you guys think back to our new year's resolution (laughs) podcast that we did at the beginning of the year one of the things that i wanted was by the first quarter of the year to like solidify where we want to go next um and i don't think we have like a a hard and set list um but our two top i'm putting this out into the universe um just so you guys can't hold my feet to the fire and say i didn't follow through but our two top places um is ohio and virginia 
And I think Virginia is kind of out of necessity, not because it's necessarily that where we want to go. Um, but in saying that, with this new job that I got, I'm going to have the ear of a lot of top people at our base. Um, and so hopefully those people will kind of vector us into the assignment that we want um, leaving here. So we'll see. We'll find out in the next few months where we're going to be going after here. And it'll be interesting. You're going to know some people that know some people. I will. Yeah, because when I was talking to, so essentially I'm going to be the executive assistant to the our group commander, the 06. Um, and the when I was interviewing with the chief, she told me like, if you want to go to the Pentagon, like I know everybody intel-wise at the Pentagon, so I can just make some calls and like get you an assignment there. And I was like, look, like ideally I would love to be at the Pentagon. But also, I got to think what's best for the family, what's best for the kids, what's best for my home life. And she was like, yeah, like, there are some positions there where you would be, like, hating your life. But there's also people where the current group commander, her replacement, did you know he lives here in San Angelo? I did not know that. So, he's stationed at the Pentagon, but he lives here in San Angelo with his family, and he teleworks for three weeks out of the month, and then he goes TDY for one week out of the month to the Pentagon. I don't know. And all the other times he lives here. No, it's not there. It's no, it's <laughs> everyone knows that that's what he does. It's not a secret because of like his position there based on everything going on. He teleworks like that's what his position does. So he goes back to the Pentagon once a month and that's it. Um, so like if I had a gig like that, I'd be down for it. You know, <laughs> just chill at home for three weeks <laughs> all the month. But I'm definitely not an 06, so that would never work out for me. But I don't know. Um, so, yeah, Ohio and Virginia are probably where we're looking at going. So, if you're in those places, holla back, girl. East. Going east. Going east. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for this move, I think, more than I've been excited for any move. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the change. Um, I think the hard part for me with this move is going to be um, the kids. I think the kids are going to struggle a little bit with this move yeah because they've well, grown very attached to here yeah uh they, they don't they don't want to leave to be honest like they've already said that like they put it out there like, that they would rather stay here if we could stay here they would want to stay here but they know that we're going to move ultimately but yeah they're at that age where they're making a lot of connections a lot of ties um with okay. friends community schools all that um it's starting to like like become their identity, right? Yeah. Type of deal. So it's it's gonna be tough for them once they leave, or once we leave. I think it's almost normal for them though. Like they know that that's just part of it. Um, as they get older, as like Braylon starts getting more into middle school, and the girls are are you know Elena's close to middle school. I was thinking about that the other day. In two days, Elena will be, or in two years, Elena will be in middle school. Yeah. Um, that's crazy to me, but um. It's harder for them to, I don't want to say like harder for them to leave, but harder for them to go to a new place. And the only good thing we have going for us is being in the military, you get into these communities where a lot of the kids there are military. So they learn how to kind of like get kids into those grooves and, and fit them into the, the day to day. And also, um, we just happen to, and this does not happen for everyone. We just got very lucky in the way that our cycles fell um, is we PCS right at the end of the school year. Yeah. So our kids don't have to move in the middle of school years and like half a grade here and half a grade there. So we PCS in the summer between like May and June time frame. Excuse me. And then we'll move over the summer and at the new year they will just start at a new school at the new place or whatever. So it's definitely um, this this will be an interesting move because if like on the completely off chance that I make master sergeant on the first time, you mean completely off chance on the completely off chance. So if I find out in May that I made master sergeant, we will both leave here as master sergeants. And that will be interesting. That will be a, a sight to behold. Yeah. It'll be nice though. I'm excited for it. It would be nice. So it will be nice. Um, 
yeah, so a lot more change to come with all the change that's already happened. And as for the podcast, uh, I've got plans now, rough drafts, I guess, on trying to work on the future of the podcast after talking to, well, after this like hiatus that we that we took, and then talking to Belford about like, hey, what's your vision for the podcast? And I really didn't have a solid answer. I'd been thinking about it since then. And I've got some ideas. I've got like a little bit of planning going on. Uh, so I'm going to try to put that into, uh, into work. The multiverse. <laughs> into the multiverse. Uh, you watch too many movies. Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to try to put, I'm putting more effort behind that. Um, and it's kind of like making the podcast a priority. Yeah. Um, because you know, you start thinking. I don't. I, I don't remember what I saw or what I heard. Oh, it was a podcast that I was listening to, so I don't remember. But uh, it was talking about like, kind of like wasting time, I guess. And you know, why aren't you doing things that you enjoy or that like fulfill you or you know you just feel good after doing it even if it's like it was a rough time or it's hard or you know just after it's done or at some point you think about it you're like oh man i really like that why don't you do more of that um and why do you give your time to these other things when they don't give you any kind of fulfillment and you feel like you have to do those things because of whatever because of social pressure because you think you need to make that much money or whatever it is. And the podcast is one of those things where it's like, man, I love doing this thing. So why don't I put more to it? Why don't I give more, more of my time to it, more of our time to it and like make it better, make it more, make it a priority. Right. Like why don't I do that? And it's simply because of the things we've been talking about. It's like, we're super fucking busy and we're doing all these other things. Some of those things we really don't have to do, like school. I don't have to do school, mm. but I do school because I think that I'll need it in the future when I retire from the military. Um, I I feel like it's something that I need to promote to the next rank eventually. Um, and part of it is because, like, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Good, earn the next degree or something. Um but yeah school is one of those things for me that like I hate it in the process but it definitely brings me fulfillment like once I finish a class or even an assignment you know like I am the worst about waiting until the day things are due like I've done this since I was working on my bachelor's like many moons ago but like I'll wait until the assignment's due and then I'll try to write like a 10 page paper in two hours and I say try to I will write a 10 page paper in like two hours yes um and I stress myself out and I get overwhelmed and my brain will like try to make me procrastinate by doing a thousand other things. But ultimately I'll like get it done. But it's once I, that assignment submitted and I see my grade, like I'll get an overflow of fulfillment, but it's those in-betweens like, ugh, like tomorrow homework's due and I'll be bummed out about it. But then when it's, I do it, I'm like, okay, like whatever the assignment was, it like, helped me it I got smarter I like learned something gained knowledge um and so I don't know like this degree in particular the one I'm doing now I think I've learned the most um just things that I can put into practice in my job that like when I'm doing these things it might be tedious to do them but after it's done it's like okay whatever I just did, like it's going to benefit me in the day to day of what I'm doing at work. So I really enjoy it. But like for you, I know school is definitely something you do not enjoy. It's not, it's nothing but a struggle. No, I do. I do not enjoy it. I've, I've learned a few things going to school, but nothing in my opinion that are like, I never, never would have made it if it wasn't for school. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, school's just one of those things for me where it's, it's just a grind with no, no fulfillment whatsoever like when i got my bachelor's it was great i felt that like oh yeah i got my bachelor's and then it was immediately gone it wasn't one of those things like uh like the podcast like hell yeah i do a podcast or oh man i get to do this podcast next week or whatever um 
yeah, it's just it's a it's a grind for me. And uh, I, to be honest, like I was thinking about uh, about work too. I I love the military. I love the Air Force. It's pretty much like opened the world for me. Um, but this like day to day work, there are certain aspects of work that I really really enjoy. A lot of, a lot of it that I just I I despise, right? Because it's some admin bullshit or just you know stuff you didn't think you'd be doing when you were in a certain position or when you came into the military period and it just kind of comes along with the territory but i was thinking about that i was like why do i apply myself so much uh like this new position i was trying to learn it given everything i have to like try to learn the position do well at it and whatever but then you start weighing uh like life and then work and it and i did I was doing, I think I've talked about it before, but I was like doing the calculations and you spend a minimum of 10 hours, at least for us, a minimum of 10 hours at work. And that could include drive, driving, getting ready to work, getting ready for work, coming back home, whatever. Right. So from the time that you're spending like towards work to the time you're at home spending like quality time, using quality time with family the time is 10 hours work three to four hours family mm-hmm. that is fucking insane like it's that nuts. that is oh the other thing that got me thinking about that was like the leave that everybody so in the military you get leave and it's it's paid vacation time and 30 days a year 30 days a year some people don't take leave at all so that leave starts accruing However, you can't just keep on accruing leave. So 30, 60, 90, it doesn't work that way. At a certain, you cap out at, I think it's like 60 days. Uh, Yeah, 50 or 60 days. And if you go beyond that, it's called use or lose. So you either use it soon or you lose it. You lose those days at this, at a specific date. So at the fiscal year, so October 1st is the fiscal year. At the fiscal year, you cannot have more than 60 days of leave. If you do you just lose it like you don't yeah you don't get it, to carry it, it over that's it doesn't it. roll over and there's people that have like 30 40 50 user lose uh user lose leave days that they just more probably are gonna lose some of those days mm-hmm. um and it, it just got me thinking it's like oh fuck man are, are like people not just taking time off like mm-hmm. how often are you working and i know some of the people and and they're like they're great at their job and they like they get shit done but where's the balance in that and then i start thinking about like well fuck it's already 10 hours at work and three hours at home like quality time um and that's just it day in day out you have weekends sure but even you got to do shit on weekends right so day in day out it's 10 3 10 3 10 3 like what the fuck? And you're you're never taking in any of that leave. You're never taking a week here, two days here for an extended weekend, a day here for whatever. Yeah, it's. I mean, I will say. On the flip side of that, this assignment that we're at right now. We have a lot of time off, that doesn't require leave. True. So, working at the schoolhouse, we get, like, all weekends off. We get federal holidays off. We have, like, a couple family days, which extend, like, a three-day into a four-day weekend. We have Exodus, which is, like, I think, like, 15 days in December into January where we the schoolhouse is shut down so people can go home to see their families. Um, and, you know, if, if there's work to be done, you have to do work. But a lot of the time, it's just checking in, like, hey, are you in the local area? So you get a lot of free time off. So I would say here we have the most leave that I've ever had in my career, like accrued, but I would never push that to use or lose. Like I've never accrued more. And keep in mind, like we took the entire month of July off last (laughs) year, like the whole fucking month. We just didn't go to work. We took leave. Um, And so, and we still have, like we're on leave this whole week. So we still have time and, and we, I think we have a good balance of taking time off. And you know what else? Like, I get it because, like, with COVID, a lot of people were teleworking a lot. So it wasn't necessary to take leave because you were already at home <laughs> or whatever. But it's, like, there's still, you just have to 
like shut it down. Like for this week, I'm not doing work. And I think we're at a point now in our careers where like you and I, you know, we were both online today checking our emails. Not to say like we were working because I wasn't doing any work. I was just checking my email and like making sure everything was squared away. But um, I answered a few questions here or there, but nothing that was like that took brain power for me to do. It was just kind of like a, okay, I'll answer this real quick, send off a two sentence answer and then that's it. But it's, yeah, I, I need that time to regroup and unwind and just like get back in the right headspace. Yeah. And also I don't want to pay uh, $40 a day per kid to send them to daycare on spring break. True that. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, I think, and that's like our job in the military. We're basically, we're, we're, we're instructors, but basically admin, right? Like admin mm-hmm. hours type deal. I, I could only imagine how other aspects of the military, uh, um, how they're working. I don't, I don't know. It's just crazy. I mean, even like in the civilian world where it's, it's nine to five, like that's just fucking nuts to me because like to break it down, it's like the kids, you get up, you're not really spending time with them, right? You're like, Hey, Shuffling good morning. Through the morning yeah. And then going through the morning routine of getting ready, having breakfast, uh, taking them to school, dropping them off at a, at the bus stop, wherever, whatever it is. But it's never like, Hey, let's spend some time together. You might get a conversation or two in just dependent. Um, and then you're off to work and then you're not off till five. If you live in a, in a place where fucking traffic is bananas, you're in that traffic for the next, for the next hour or two. And then you'll get home at six, seven, and then what? What happens? You're, you're cooking dinner, uh, doing homework. Yeah, you're cooking dinner, doing homework. If you're going through school, you're trying to like just get everything done in the house. Sometimes you're still working. Like sometimes we'll have to check email and and do this and that, and then get ready for the next day. Yeah, and if your kids go to bed at eight, like what the what the fuck? Our kids go to bed. By nine, that's if you're getting home at six, that's three hours. Yeah, it's definitely a a grind. And you know, when that user lose came out, I really started thinking about. So they sent out a roster, and it pretty much showed everybody in the squadron and like how many the well, it showed everybody in the squadron who had user lose and how many days of user lose they had. And I think it takes stuff like that to really put into perspective the benefits you have in the military. Yes. Um, because, you know, so I'll, before I talk about leave, I'll talk about one thing. One of our friends recently had a scare with her kid and he ended up going to the hospital, had to get like an MRI x-ray or whatever. And they have health insurance and she got a bill in the mail for the one night in the ER to, for a blood test, an MRI, I think they did an x-ray. Just like routine stuff that we take for granted. Like when we go to the emergency room, we tell them our social security number. We give them that we're in the military. And then we don't think anything else about it. Like the military, like our insurance will cover it. But for that one night that she spent in the ER for four hours, I think she said, she got a bill for $18,000. <laughs> and... It's just, it's crazy to me, those bills. Like, she got charged $750 because the doctor in the ER called a different doctor for, like, a consultation. And that five-minute phone call cost, like, $750. Like, that's nuts to me. But things like that, I think we take for granted in the military. And another thing is, um, it's just time off. So, you know, if we go to the doctor, the doctor's the thing that made me think about that. If we go to the doctor and we're sick, the doctor says, okay, for the next 48 to 72 hours, 24, 24, 48, 72, whatever it may be, like, you're on quarters, which means go to your place of living or, like, your quarters and don't leave there and, like, pretty much get yourself better. We don't have to take leave for that. We're still paid for that time. Like, we just basically go get better. Um, but if we were in the civilian world, like one, we'd be charged an inornate amount of money for that doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. And then we would also have to take either unpaid time off or sick leave, which people don't have a lot of, you know? So if our kids get sick, we can just be like, Hey, our kid's sick and we'll stay home that day with our kid, you know? And it's not, we don't have to be on leave or anything like that. And in the civilian world, like those things aren't options. 
Yeah. It's your kid's sick, so you're scrambling to find somebody to find your kid or to watch your kid, or you have to go that day without being paid. And it's it's things like that that really put it into perspective of like, are you taking time for yourself without taking for granted like the benefits that we have? Yeah. I know that was a tangent, but all that stuff like ran through my head when I was looking at that user lose list. I know, just uh, yeah, a bunch of shit ran through my head too. Part of that being this, like, where's the balance in all of this? Because there were some, I won't say names because I don't know if they listen to the podcast. And if they do, you know I'm talking about you. But um, there were some couples on there, like mill-to-mill couples. So that's a military member married to another military member like us. And each of them had like 30 or 40 days of use or lose. Yeah. Like, take time off and spend time with each other. Like, go on a fucking vacation. (laughs) This is bananas Uh, to me. uh, Somebody the other day, uh, it it was at work, uh, but it wasn't somebody like in in my office but they were they were talking <laughs> and uh they're like yeah this person they 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 were talking about their workout routine and i just can't keep up with them like they were talking about how they get up in the morning and they run so many miles and then it's off to work and then it's like the same thing after work and i was telling them i was like bro how the hell do you have the time to do all of this he's like he's like at some t- at some point you're gonna have to spend time with your wife and kids <laughs> nah i was like yeah that's that's true that's uh i get it like i wish i could work out multiple times a day but there's just not that much time it like when we were doing 75 hard so much of our time went into just being in the gym yeah i and you could feel it like i definitely felt it like talking to the kids and it it was cool with them because like we were working out and like I like that they can see that and they'll get that from us. But at the same time, when you're working out, you're not exactly like present for them, right? Yeah. They could be walking with you if you're walking. They might run with you. They might work out with you, but it's not the same as like sitting with your kid or like having a conversation with them or just joking with them or something. Yeah. Like just spending that, making those memories with your kid. You're working out. Yeah, that's great. But it's it's not the same kind of connection as when you're like, yeah. I, I I don't know how to explain it, but like when we'd go on walks and we weren't, we wouldn't be like strenuous. Like we would be carrying weight. So we would have like weighted vests or whatever. And we would go on walks when the kids would go on walks with us. And we like those times I didn't feel, I would say as guilty because we would be like talking to them, like about yeah. all this stuff. Um, but there were a lot of times where we would, intentionally choose to lose our lunch break during the day to do our second workout to like go walk during that time so that the afternoons would be free for the kids or we would wait until the kids went to bed and then we would be in the garage trying to get a second workout and like giving that time to the kids was a priority for us but also physically draining on us because we still knew like those obligations had to be met before we could lay down and go to sleep that night yeah so it's it was i tough. don't know i don't know but yeah you got you got to find balance in in your your work life to your home life and i've heard i've heard it said like there really is no balance they should be like one but uh it's just oh i think there's a hundred percent of balance like you gotta if there's a sweet spot and it's you're never you're not always going to be in that sweet spot but when you are it's it feels good yeah that's why i always say like my my dream working hours would be from nine to three. Yeah. Like it's, it's late enough in the morning where you can have breakfast with your kids without being in a rush and have that conversation with them or just hang out with them for a little bit before going off to school. And then you're out early enough to pick them up from school. school or do whatever it is you need to do. Uh, but I've told people and they're like nine to three, you, what are you going to do in those hours? It's only nine Everything. to three. It's like, ah, you'd be surprised. Not take a two-hour lunch break? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if I have the front and back end of those hours, like, I'd probably be a lot more productive. That sounds bad. But I'd probably be a lot more productive in those uh, between 9 and 3 than... You know, when you're saying that, I think about the work hours from the job that I just came from. So, the job was 7.30 to 4.30 and normally like an hour and a half, sometimes two-hour lunch in the middle. So if you take that hour and a half and you stick it on the front of the day instead of taking a lunch, that would put you at 9 o'clock. 
and then you leave at 3 or 3.30 for PT time in the afternoon. So my hours would technically be from 9 to 3.30, but that would include like eating at your desk, not like having downtime to just go decompress in the middle of the day. Um, but I think it's that like us dropping the kids off at school, that stress of like getting to work at a certain time and like rushing around in the morning to get there. And there's like, there is simply no hard and fast reason that I need to be there at that time. Other than like arbitrarily, that's the start of the day. Yeah. <laughs> because when I was on podium, you know, I'd be like, I have dropped my kids off at school. I cannot drop them off until seven fifteen, and I cannot reasonably be here at seven thirty when I drop them off at seven fifteen. It's just not feasible for me so i would get there at 7:45. so i would just tell my students like hey when you get here at 7:30, make sure everybody's here um once everybody gets here you guys just review what we talked about yesterday and we'll start class at eight o'clock if somebody's not here just go down to the instructor office and let them know that this person's not there but there was never a time where it was like starting class at eight o'clock by 7:30 was detrimental to the class it was like who gives a shit it's 30 minutes like going yeah. about your day um, but there are some people who get like really salty about like that person's late every single day. I get here at seven fifteen. Yeah, and you're also single with no kids, so like I have no sympathy for you. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's it's a grind. We just have a lot of things going on, which again is not an excuse, but definitely something we're gonna work on to try to to make things better in the future. Yeah. Our our busy schedule is no. We're not special in that regard. We know. Yeah a lot of people in the same under the same constraints <laughs> mm-hmm. the kids just came downstairs they're pretty much kicking us off the podcast <laughs> all right i think that's a good place to wrap it up we kind of just like went in from one thing to another and it's always good conversation just it was a, it was a catch-up for you guys yeah so. a catch-up like a baby tomato all right <laughs> <laughs> okay uh but yeah um what did we talk about change uh so yeah a bunch of transitions in life you got to get through them excuses uh, yeah excuses everybody has them and most of the time they're valid you got to push through them um changes and, to come uh yeah we got a bunch of changes to come um but future of the podcast also will be more deliberate and a lot better yes so uh no more skipping weeks no more no no more skipping weeks all right we apologize our bad won't have it again. <laughs> I feel like the kids right now. <laughs> all right. Um, babes. All right. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace we'll out. See y'all on Sunday. Peace Monday. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We'll see y'all. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Later. Bye. Later.